Welcome to Roundhill Radio, the podcast from Roundhill Community Church. Through our conversations, we discover the holy and the ordinary, find moments of grace and peace, and redefine what we're talking about when we talk about faith. Welcome to Roundhill Radio. I'm Leslie. I'm Ed. I'm Dan. Hey, Dan. Thank you, Dan. Hey, guys. So welcome to season five of Round Hill Radio, which is a quite, uh, feels like an almost miraculous thing to say <laughs> when Bravo. apparently most podcasts don't make it past seven episodes. Oh, um, I think this is something like our 70th. So thank you all so much for sticking with us, for encouraging us, for continuing to tune in week to week. So we're excited to continue bringing this to you for a fifth season. And this fifth season's uh, kicking off, uh, kicking off a little differently than I anticipated. Um, we're happy to have Dan here, but we're having Dan here for the last time because Dan is moving on to a new and exciting opportunity in Stowe, Vermont. Um, we wanted to get him on one last time before he's on his new adventure. For our video viewers, you can see his half-packed office behind him right now. <laughs> Creative chaos. Creative chaos. So thank you for taking time in your packing <laughs> to join us here today. At least I put a clean shirt on for this. You're not the yes. Well done. <laughs> thank you for uh, inviting me, and thank you, Leslie and Ed, for a tremendous podcast. It's been truly a joy and a pleasure to uh, be part of that, to contribute from time to time, to watch and listen. Uh, well done, and. It's uh, just, it's great to be here one final time. Thank you so much. It's been, I was reflecting on the kind of journey the three of us have taken in the world of sort of online media. Um, Dan, I believe we were doing uh, Monday morning quarterback for a hot minute. We were doing, we did like a vlog thing once. We've done Lenten and Advent devotionals. And so um, even though not directly related to the podcast, the the three of us have been so uh it's been a real experiment and a real learning and growth opportunity uh, to get all this together. So thank you so much for being such an encouraging uh, part of this team for that, especially Dan was always game to be like, can we try this? And you were always so great for that. Um, so I'm curious um, for a little behind the scenes, mm -hmm. what about this new opportunity for you? I know you're going to be the senior pastor at, uh, at a congregation. Um, what about that was a real draw for you? Because I know this is, this is a really exciting move. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the scheme. I'm just going there for the scheme. So that's a uh... <laughs> No, it's, uh, I will say this though, if, if the podcast listeners hadn't known some of the story last year, my family and I began to ski for the first time. My boys took lessons. I took lessons with them. So I say all, and I actually enjoyed it. I'm not very good, but I enjoyed skiing. I never thought I would ski. So when this opportunity presented itself to, uh, just to learn more information about this, uh, this church in northern Vermont, in Stowe, a year ago, I would have never even looked at it. I would have thought, I don't ski. What am I going to do up there for six months out of the year? But all of a sudden, something about Vermont just mm -hmm. piqued my interest a little more than perhaps it would have. So uh, I do say that. I say skiing in kind of jest. But, you know, you know the opportunity to to serve a congregation as a senior pastor is something that 
I think God has been preparing me for, for probably a number of years, but I, I've been slow on the slow on the take to that. And so this opportunity to, to, to have a new adventure for my family, to step into that uh, leadership role and to really serve a congregation at a time in their life where they are ready for some change and new leadership and vision. It just seemed to be the right time for me personally and professionally. It seemed to be a good time for my family for this new adventure, something that's very different, although we absolutely love, love living here. Everything about here we love. But we got the sense that, you know, to to follow God to the unknown. You know, Loretta and I did that one time before when we moved to France. Never thought we would have ever moved to France. It was a culture we didn't know, a language we did not speak. Now, we didn't have children at the time, but we just felt God calling us to go there, to the great unknown across the ocean. Uh, and we had an equal sense of call when we, we knew we wanted to come back to the U.S. to raise our boys, but we didn't know where. And through a series of conversations, Ed, you were a part of those conversations over six years ago. God mm-hmm. made it very clear to us in our hearts that God was calling us to come to Round Hill Community Church. And we just felt it. We knew it. We, we were excited about it. Um, we knew this area a little bit more. So we also were really excited to kind of come back home. It was almost like a homecoming. And in an equal way, both Loretta and I, and now our boys who are eight and a half, they were really much a part of this conversation. Maybe not initially, but eventually. And we got the sense that God was opening this opportunity for us. We still don't, you know, we don't know what the future is going to look like. But we, as a family and the Stowe Community Church, both felt uh, that God was bringing us together for this for this new call. And there are lots of different factors. Uh, you know, it's a really great town. It's beautiful up there, all four seasons. Uh, I get to watch New England Sports Network again. I haven't had Nesson on cable for 20 years. 20 I years. I uh, yes, I have survived barely. And in fact, this will be the first congregation I will have served in 20 years that will be predominantly Boston based sports fans. So I'm very thrilled about that. That should be the first answer instead of skiing. Like, I can wear my know. Red Sox yeah. hat with pride <laughs> and not get booed all the time. Well, we'll miss booing you for your sports preferences. I know. I <laughs> We were a helpful corrective. <laughs> oh, yes. But we had fun. I remember I was looking back at some photos on Super Bowl Sunday one time, and I had underneath my robe, my vestments, um, a Patriots jersey. And I, I de-robed. <laughs> People remember that time you, you took off your robe? So, yeah, but I did have something on underneath there. And, of course, the number 12, Tom Brady. And we've had a lot of fun. We have... Really, it has been so much fun. And often maybe people or myself may not associate that word or joy with church or ministry, but it has been for me. It's working with uh, the two of you, our remarkable staff, the whole congregation, the youth and the children, the families, everybody. We've done meaningful work and, and hopefully meaningful ministry, but we've enjoyed it. It's We've had fun. There's been Lots of laughter and, and big smiles along the way. Absolutely. We, we, we do have so much fun as a church and as a staff. And uh, it, 
it's been it's been a, a hoot, as they say. <laughs> as you say. As as a, you yeah, say. I don't know where I got that from. I'm gonna <laughs> delete that when I edit it. Um, what would you say as you know, because you worked, I mean, you worked with our whole congregation, of course, but then you also had a big focus with the youth. Um, what how do you think youth ministry is different now than it was, say, well, like when you and I were growing up? Yeah, we don't play chubby bunny anymore. I think that's accurate. <laughs> I think it's illegal. That's a good I thing. I, yeah, I think it's a good thing. I'm not sure if you're allowed to, to even play that anymore. Yeah, you know, when I grew up in youth group, and even when I was a younger youth pastor, it, part of the focus was events. You wanted to just create these big events to try to, it was a very attractional model. Churches tried to duplicate or replicate what was cool in society and say, well, that's bad, but what we're going to do in the church is good. So we want all the kids to come here. And it was a big production. It was about the event. It was about the numbers. How many youth could you gather together in one space with a band and spotlights and confetti and all of that? And the problem was you could get some enthusiasm there, but it, there wasn't a lot of substance and the teenagers related faith to sort of emotive response in this event. And if you didn't have an event, then there was no church or faith or Christianity, walk with Jesus. And, and, and eventually that model just failed. The churches couldn't sustain it. It wasn't working. Eventually teenagers just got tired of that. So what we've seen in the last, I'd say 10 years, uh, and certainly each year more and more, is a focus more on relationships, a focus more on small groups. Uh, and sometimes it's just because that you only have a small group of students in your church. 10 years ago, 15 years ago, that would have been seen as a failure. Like, well, that's not good. How can you have a youth ministry with five teenagers? And now we say, yes, that is youth ministry. In fact, that can be a very impactful youth ministry because we're going to walk through life together. We're going to hear each other's stories. We're going to listen and learn. We're going to be in this small gathering because the relationships, it, it, that actually gives relationships a chance. When you're in a huge event, there's no conversations. There's no relationships. So I think the relational aspect has really increased, which is great for churches of all sizes. In fact, the churches of smaller sizes have a clear advantage now, as opposed to when I was in youth ministry. And the experts are saying that. I mean, it's it's experts are saying small churches, small gatherings of youth ministry have more of a long-term impact on the faith formation of teenagers than the big-scale megachurch program-oriented groups. So I take great comfort and and you know and hope in that. And we're just trying to find more ways of fostering that um, in person, hybrid, you know, online technology. Obviously, the last year and a half um, has had an impact on that, but. I think churches have been able to, as we have, successfully navigate through that and adapt and still develop relationships, deepen relationships, and even start new relationships through online technology, which I think that will absolutely continue to happen moving forward. That's so Dan, interesting, just, that perspective. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Dan. Well, uh, I was just going to ask a follow-up question. So as you're saying goodbye to a program here and to youth, uh, to the youth group, um, what's your what's your parting message to them as you move on to another space and as they, you know, they like all of us are living in a world with multiple challenges right now, significant challenges. And um, what's your 
because you were called here initially to develop a youth program um, over these past six years. That was your primary mission and calling. So what would be your your message that you would share with them or will share yeah. with them when you meet with them for the last time? Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, I would say two words, stay connected. I, I think for them to stay connected with one another, for them to stay connected with the church, uh, and more importantly, for the youth to stay connected with God. And I think it's through relationships with one another, through relationships with, with the church, that can help them stay connected to God because we're living in a world that's so disconnected now. And we, you know, we feel like we're connected with you know, our phones and, and everything that we have, but we also know studies are saying that we are the most disconnected generation in society you know, uh, ever. And that's increasingly with these, the younger generations like today's youth. So find ways of staying connected and really foster those relationships. And as great as technology is, and, and it's a wonderful tool and sometimes a necessity to try to continue to be together, you know, to, to be together, to show up. I mean, sometimes just showing up and being present with and for one another, being present with and for yourself uh, is so important for them. And, you know, these last six years, I mean, relationships have been formed. There, there's been a, a nice youth ministry that has that has started. There's been connections with members of the congregation and the communities, and all those connections are really helpful. I mean, I still look back when I was a teenager and look back very fondly on the friends that I made, and many of whom I am still connected with now, you know, 30 years later almost. And something happened that was special that just connected us. And those memories of the teachers and the youth leaders and the students, the friends, have had a continued impact on me. And we're seeing that here. So to see that continue to increase, even after they graduate from high school and into college, that this can become a place that they can always come back to. Um, and, and that reaffirms the message that no matter where they go in life, there's always, faith can always ground them, can always come back. There's always a home where there's faith. That's such an interesting concept. Cause I think about, you know, I think about our technology and well, I feel like, we feel plugged in so much of the time. I don't know that we feel connected. And I think that that idea of community and that community you've been so intentional in creating um, is so, so special. I will, I will share a quick personal story that I was a part of that, like, mega church youth group. <laughs> and when I go home or when I've gone home before to Atlanta, that's not where I go. That's not where I'm drawn to finding, you know, visiting friends or visiting, you know, my home that wasn't, it didn't create what I think they hope to create. And I think that idea of community and connection um, is really going to serve them uh, for so, so long. Um, before we started recording, Ed talked about briefly how we've been talking about in our conversations, you know, the question of what do we need to get louder about? You know, I feel like the airwaves and the, the TVs and everything are, are filled with a kind of specific message um, that I feel like it doesn't always align with, with what we um, talk about and what we share and what our theology is here at Round Hill Community Church, which I believe is very special. Uh, a special place. And so what, as you are continuing in your ministry, what are you feeling called to 
share with your new with your new community and what what messages are you bringing them that you feel like might be new or might be need to be um underlined for them mm. yeah and that's something that i'm certainly praying a lot about you know i i I'm still getting to know the congregation and it really haven't had an opportunity to really know the congregation, to know their heart and their vision. Every context is different. Uh, there's certainly, uh, you know, my own heart and my own vision for a world of justice, a world of peace, a world of compassion towards all people, uh, towards the planet itself. And I think so much of that has been, uh, that I've been formed by my ministry here and, and uh, through the example of Ed and our staff and our congregation. So that's, I'm going to, of course, bring that with me. Um, how does one not bring, you know, these past six years and, and even my experiences prior as well. Um, I, I think that we are as a church stronger together and our diversities, whatever the diversities may be, can, can really make, make us, stronger can really make us the church the beautiful image of what the kingdom of god looks like uh, a place of, of justice and a place of peace and a place of real you know compassion and kindness uh, for all people uh, so that's something that's really important for me and i would say for whether the children or youth or members of the congregation or members of the wider community who have been made to feel or just they feel as outsiders really saying everyone is welcome all are welcome for all are created in the image of God, every single person um, with no exceptions. And I think for the church to be able to really believe that and act accordingly, that's good news. I mean, that's the message that preaches without having to use words. It's, uh, it's opening up not just the doors of the church, but opening up your arms, opening up your heart for all people that they are uh, known and loved. And that's something that, uh, again, I've experienced here that I hope to bring with me as I get to know the new congregation and get to, again, get to really listen and learn uh, from the, the history, from the people who are currently there, people who have uh, association with the congregation but don't really attend, uh, people who just know it as being that tall steeple right on Main Street. And they might have no other knowledge of that, but maybe other notions of what the church is. So want to to have lots of conversations and, and really get to know that congregation. And together, what I would say is, you know, what is our vision? What's God's vision for the church? I might not have a vision right now, but I do believe that God does. And my role is to be able to help the congregation and the leaders together to discern what that is. What is God's vision for Stowe Community Church? And how can we live according to that? Well, Dan, we wish you all the very best. It has been a fun, faith-filled journey here over these past six years, uh, thinking back to those conversations we first had uh, as you were had so many questions about whether or not to come here, and we engaged those conversations, and Lord knows how many hundreds of conversations since. Leslie, you've been an important part of that after you joined the team, and so we are just very, very excited for you and your family as you begin this journey, and we're really eager to hear about what that vision will be um, for you both pastorally and prophetically as you go forward. And uh, so God bless on the journey. Thank you. Thank you, Ed, very much. I appreciate that. Thanks for listening. Round Hill Radio is brought to you by the friends and members of Round Hill Community Church. For more information, please visit roundhillcommunitychurch.org.